Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Total Schemers podcast. My name is Simon. Today, I'm joined by Billy. Say hello, Billy. Hello, mate. How are you? Not too bad at all. And Ross joined by Craig. How are you doing, Craig? Oh, very good. Thank you very much, boys. A pleasure to be back here, as always. It's a pleasure to have you, mate, as always. We don't have too much big news to talk about today, boys, but we've got a couple of things that um, we should we should definitely go over. We've got Roy Keane um, heavily linked to be the next Sunderland manager, which is a bit of a strange one. He's not been in management since, I think, 2013, I want to say, when he was in. Was that with Sunderland manager. as well? Oh, yeah. no, Ipswich. Ipswich. He's been at Sunderland before, hasn't he? Yeah, so Sunderland is really his only real success story as a, as a first-team head coach where he brought them in the space of two years that he was there he brought them from the relegation zone in the championship to promotion into the Premier League and then the uh, the love affair ended um, shortly after that but he seems to be the front runner for this I don't know if you know but the chairman at Sunderland is quite young he's only 25 years old so that's right yeah. you know so I don't know if I mean I can mm. see Roy putting this boy in his pocket to be honest <laughs> <laughs> so Billy I'll come to you. you do you see this as a so this is a good move. Um, I'm not. I'm. I'm really fifty-fifty on it, to be honest with you, because it, it could be. However, he's had so long outside of the management game. Obviously, well, he's, he's, had few, he's had a few number two roles. Yeah, I, I think he, he he was with Paul Lambert Villa for a certain. I think it was about six months or something. And I know. I think Gabby Abonlahor actually came out today on Talk Sport saying that he didn't particularly get along with uh, with Roy Keane. I, to be honest with you, I, yeah, I think I, if I'm being honest, I think Roy Keane just said it how it was and it's not what Agbon Lahore wanted to hear. Um, so that's that's my take on that. But yeah, I, I find it a bit of a weird one, to be honest with you. I think he's best left in the Sky Sports studios, if I'm being totally honest, though. Craig, what are your thoughts? Well, funnily enough, my hometown club is Ipswich Town. And after the success he had at Sunderland, when he got when he got the job at Ipswich, um, there was a lot of uh, you know there was a lot of hope 
around the club again um, at Ipswich. He's also a Cork man, which is where I live at the moment. And it was quite weird to see Ipswich Town shirts popping up in the sports shops (laughs) (laughs) Um, over here. But he had a success with Sunderland. I think he took them from the bottom to promotion, didn't he? Um, Yeah. in, In one season, I believe. Yeah. And then it all went downhill from there. And he came to Ipswich and really, really didn't bring that um didn't bring that with him to Ipswich at all. He was a failure at Ipswich Town. Yeah. Um sold a sold a lot of good players um that he had uh, at his disposal. And no one no one really quite sure why he was actually brought into Ipswich because he'd done a terrible, terrible job at Ipswich Town. He was very, very bad. Um to go back into management for Roy Keane, I don't think he can after he being on Sky Sports for so long now and as as a as a you know as a pundit and stuff like that. I'm with Billy. Keep him on Sky Sports. I hope he I hope he doesn't take the job. I think deep down I don't reckon Roy Keane wants the job, to be honest with you. Um I mean is this is this a is this a credible link or is this just He's interviewing. Yeah, he has is hundred percent confirmed that he's interviewing for this job. Okay. Okay. And and he's yeah, I don't know. It's a bit of a weird one. I can't see Roy King going back into management, and I can't. I, I don't think I could see if he was going to go back into management. I certainly can't see him going to a League One club. Yeah, I mean, I think he would have to because I don't think I don't think there's a Championship or a Premier League club that would take him. I'm perfectly yeah. honest. Yeah, um, he doesn't yeah. have outstanding credentials, does he necessarily? No, he doesn't. Well, no, he doesn't. And he's also been out of the game for quite a long not time. Not as me, I mean, when I. When I think about it, I think that he's, he, I've heard him speak before about how he would actually like to go back into management. I just kind of, I never really thought it would, it would, it would work out for him. I thought the ship had sailed, to be honest. And I think the only reason he's up with this, up for this job, is because he's had had a success story at Sunderland, mm. and all they really need mm. is out. He's back into the championship in it, and if he can provide yeah. a promotion um, again for them, then I think they would take it. Even if it didn't work out in the championship for him, I, I think they would take it just to get back there. There's only one um, job for Roy Keane, and that's the Celtic job. Yeah, I would like to see that. Um, him, him up there managing Celtic, but they're doing very well at the moment, aren't they? I mean, they just beat Rangers three nil last night. Three nil, absolutely obliterated Rangers. Steve G. Yeah, well, there you go, there you go, folks. It's all turned around, and we'll get a title race up here in Scotland. Good, about time. We'll see how that turns out. Uh, and but just back on to Roy Keane for a second, I think he's softened a wee bit over the years. Um, <laughs> Mika Richards done that too. Yeah, yeah. Like that. The, the thing is, think, this, we, this we... is a softer brand of Keane. Keane. This is like diet Keane. Isn't it? <laughs> Keane yeah, but zero, we we say that now. We say that now after watching him on the telly for so many years. But if he was back in that environment, do you not think the Roy Keane of old would? Come in, come back to fruition, kind of thing. But footballers aren't made the way they were when Roy Keane was playing. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of champagne mm. footballers out there. They love their, <laughs> like you know getting their hair done and, and driving flash cars and stuff. Although not they didn't like that back in the day, but there was still a few old heads around when Roy played, yeah. and I think they're all pretty much retired now. And it's very much the sort of Instagram, Twitter age that we're living in. So it'll be it'll be mm. interesting to see. I, I think he I think he could be getting the job. To be honest, otherwise I don't think they would have um, even. Well, I mean, 
Mm. If he rocks up for an interview, like I mean, if you if you're a twenty five year twenty five year old chairman, and where's he from? Is he is he is he not American or something? I I, I think he might be American. No I'm not massively. I, the only reason I know he's twenty five years old is because when I seen in a link that I seen a link to an article that was based on basically like Roy Keane taking a piss out a twenty five year old. I mean that's younger than me. I can't imagine managing Roy Keane on a certain level, you know, <laughs> like yeah. telling Roy Keane what to do, how I want him to like, you know. Mm-hmm. Implement his philosophy onto the pitch. <laughs> well, if he, does, look, if he if you're a 25 year old chairman and Roy Keane rocks into your office for a job interview, you might as well he's tell the rest job. not to bother. Yeah. Do you know? He's getting a so, job. He's getting a job. We'll see. Exactly. <laughs> There's no other thing. I mean, that's what I mean. If Roy Keane rocks up into your office he, he, and you're in a League One club, he's had success there before, so the fans are going to take to him straight away. Um, you know, there's good, so there's no problem there. Um, yeah, it's a no-brainer, isn't it? If Roy King goes for the job, if he goes for the interview, he he, sh- he sh- should definitely get the job. I think he will. Mm. And I do agree with you there, Craig. I think you're bang on. Uh, I'm going to stay with you, Craig, because Aubameyang has come out and said that the main difficulties he had at Arsenal and the reason he wasn't playing well, or, or the reason he ended up leaving, is, the, is because he didn't have a great relationship with Arteta. Mm. And I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. I mean, Translated into... I don't like Mikel Arteta because he told me off. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Simple, yeah, I yeah. didn't like how when I was late for yeah. <laughs> North London Derby, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was rather angry. No. You know? Right, that's it. I'm not playing anymore. It's my ball and, and, and you're not playing. Um, I am quite disappointed. For I'm, I'm very disappointed that he's come out and done this in the public um, and, and said that, you know. He didn't have to. Someone told me, oh, but he was cornered. He was cornered. No, I look... We all know that they didn't have a very good relationship. It was it was kind of clear, wasn't it? Um, but it, the the relationship only went downhill when he started messing about. Like you know, you know, I mean, the 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 scenes after we won the FA Cup against Chelsea that year, you know, they were hugging and smiling, and you know, you know, they, they, yeah. you wouldn't have known that there was any yeah. um, animosity there or or any breakdown of relationship. It's easy to be pals when you're winning. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah true, very true. But we all know. That Aubameyang, I mean, we were warned by Borussia Dortmund fans. I can remember laughing at Borussia Dortmund fans, telling them, "Oh, you're just, you know, you're just lemon because Aubameyang's left and he's coming to the Arsenal." And after a year, I was like, "What are these Dortmund fans on about?" But now, (laughs) who's laughing now? Do you know Borussia Dortmund had problems controlling him? He apparently was sent home from the African Nations Cup because of. COVID, there's rumours going around that he didn't even make it. That wasn't actually the case. Yeah, there's rumours yeah. going around that he actually didn't make it, to the, didn't even make it to the AFCON because he stopped off in Dubai for a party. Um, <laughs> and he's caught COVID in Dubai, apparently. So he didn't even make it there. Yeah, you're not um, going to a party. You got to a party. <laughs> yes. you know, he's, he's turned up late as captain of Arsenal for a North London derby. When If you're captain of Arsenal... North London Derby Day, you should be there first. He's then been allowed to travel to France, I think it is. This is this is only sketchy information that I that I that I know of. That he's gone to France to visit his sick mother, apparently. Mm-hmm. Or she was in some kind of difficulties. So he got club leave to go over to France to his mum. Um was late coming back, was supposed to be back on let's say Tuesday, wasn't back on Tuesday and was for and, and had his picture taken in a tattooist's. <laughs> um, when, when he was supposed to be back. So, 
when you sit back, I mean, there's people on, you know, there's people on Twitter now, Arsenal fans, you know, oh, Arteta's got to go, this, that, and the other. Aubameyang's left because of him, this, that, and the other. Like, I'd have to ask the question: How are you? How are you only blaming Mikel Arteta when it's quite, quite clearly the player's fault? Yeah, yeah, I think. Dude, anyway, like, you if he's going to behave if, like that, then he ties James, the mind. If you go hands. into work. If you, if you, Billy as well, me, you, it doesn't matter what line of work you're in, professional footballer or what, you know, whatever. If you go into work late, you get, you're getting in trouble. If you tell your boss that you need time off work and you agree a day to come back and you come back a day late, you're getting in trouble. It doesn't matter what walk of life you're in. It's about respect and it's about respecting your employers. And if you ask me, he's shown no respect to Arsenal Football Club whatsoever. Um, in the way he's been carrying on. 350 grand a week. He hasn't had to worry about nothing, whether he plays or not, because he's getting paid 350,000 pounds a week. And uh, it might be, you know, it might be an unpopular, an unpopular thing to say, but I'm glad he's gone and I'm glad to see the back of him. I really am. 350 grand a week saved. A sulky player out the door. Great. Thanks very much for the FA Cup goal against Chelsea. Now sling your hook. Right here. Um, another thing I want to talk to you about, Craig, um, just to stay with you, is you want you clearly wanted Arsenal to strengthen in the uh, in the, the January transfer window. And I last spoke to you when it, we were just a few days from the window shutting. Yeah, you said you absolutely needed a striker. You have not strengthened at all, but you've had a lot of outgoings, including mm-hmm. Obama Yang. You've now got what seems to what feels to me of first team players a very small squad. I think I numbered your team at about 18, 18. first team players. Uh, that seems uh I mean you're you're playing a dangerous game there. Bit you're sure. a, a very dangerous game. You can have a bad couple of weeks and you're 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 really dipping into your, your youth setup to to pull out. And obviously you could pull out the next Saka, you could pull out the next Martinelli. We don't know that, but mm. you know, I think it's it's a bit of a dangerous game you're playing. Massively dangerous game, but um again, there's gonna be Arsenal fans that are gonna, you know, collar me for this, but I believe that we are... Look, I wanted us to sign sign players. Of course I did. I'm very surprised that Edu and Mikel Arteta couldn't find us a midfielder and a striker throughout the whole of world football. <laughs> Do you know? If, you know, if that's the case, then Edu and the scouts need sacking and we need to bring in someone else. Because you telling me you can't find... I mean, look at that fellow who went to Burnley. I'd have gladly... I'd have yeah, gladly we had him. Come on that. Yeah, I would yeah. have gladly had him at Arsenal. Six foot five... Six foot six. Six foot six. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. I was speaking to Billy yesterday on the podcast. Mm. We mentioned that yeah. I cannot believe that Burn... So I, w- I wasn't massively familiar with the player, but then I went and looked at his stats. I looked at his stats, his player performances, and I looked at his highlight reels and, and how he influences a game. He's a very good player, and I was very surprised to see Burnley actually get him. And mm. then I asked the question, well, where was Arsenal in for this guy? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So you would have thought that after this Vahilovic or whatever his name is saga, that we would have had a plan B. Now, one thing I will say, right, is that I'm actually happy to see that the club didn't go, it didn't go and pay 75 million for is it Isaac, 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 whatever. Yeah. Two years ago, we would have just gone, oh, 75. Oh, yeah, no problem. Can't, can't like, and he would have turned out to be a player that we don't need at all. 75 million down the drain, a bit like Nicholas Pepe. Now, I like Nicolas Pepe, but he's not a £75 million player. All right? We had our pants pulled down then, but I'm glad we didn't get them pulled down even further last week by signing this lad because he's not worth £75 million. I know that you can go in and say, we offer you, I think we offered £58 million for him, I think is is what 
is what's on the word on the street. Oh. You don't have to go in at 75 million, but obviously 75 million gets you, you know, to talk to the player. So yeah. I'm glad in one sense that we didn't waste 75 million on it. Well, I say waste. I'm glad we didn't take the risk um, on him for 75 million pounds. Yes, we all wanted players. Yes, I wanted players in. But going back to what I was just about to say, I think that Arsenal are now in the middle of the process. You know, we, you hear Arsenal fans going on about process, you know, trust the process and all this. Um, I've backed Mikel Arteta since day one. And I know there's fans out there that don't like him. And I know there's fans out there that don't want him in. That's fine. That's your opinion. You're entitled to that opinion. Perfect. But my thoughts and opinions are that we're in the middle of the we're in the middle of the process. We've all been shouting and screaming for the last two years to get rid of all the deadwood. He's doing that. He's got players off the wage bill that just didn't, you know, that are, that, that, that were there for the money. In my opinion, you know, largely Ozil and and Abamyang. And he's got rid, and you know, he's got rid of a lot of deadwood. And that's I, I've wanted that for the last two or three years. So I can't say to you and Billy, oh, yeah, it's terrible, it's terrible. Because it really, if I, if I sit back and look at it, there is actually, you know, there is actually a good side to it as well, that he's got rid of, you know, all this, all, all the dross. But yes, the concerning thing is now that we've only got 18 outfield players. I mean, I, I, I was doing a podcast the other night uh, and I've got them written down here. We've got Ramsdale, Leno and Matt Turner, who signed from New England Revolution yeah, or something like that. He's supposed to be the next Casey Keller. <laughs> um, Tommy Yasu, he's covered Cedric, okay, and he's out at the moment. So Cedric's playing right back against Wolves. No cover for Gabriel. Rob Holding is covering Ben White. Uh, Tavares is covering Kieran Tierney. El Nenny is covering Shaka. Sammy Lacongo is um, covering Party. ESR Martinelli. No cover for Odegaard. Saka's cover is Pepe, and Lacazette's cover is a player that won't sign a new contract. Eddie Yankea. So yes, it's very thin. When you when you really yeah. go through it like that, that yeah, is it's, it's not a lot to answer of your question. Yes, that is a very, not a lot very dangerous game. And you know, you, you um, mentioned a number of players that just straight up do not have cover. No, and then that becomes an issue, and that means when you start, it's, I mean, we start Gabriel, if Gabriel, if let's just say for example, Gabriel and Ben White go out with COVID. We've got one centre back. <laughs> one centre half. <laughs> yeah, and Jacker back at centre back, getting red cards. But like, <laughs> it's just it's madness. It is madness. But I hope I've put my. I hope I've come across in a way you know that explains that it might you know you we're all looking at situations. But I can actually see a good a good point to this transfer window as well. When once I've stopped knee jerking and actually sit back and think about it, that would be my conclusion that it wasn't all bad. Mm. I think I would agree with you. I mean, I think some managers don't really want the player unless it's the right player. Jurgen mm. Klopp's a manager like that. Mm. Jurgen Klopp is actually happy to wait uh, and sees, sees a longer term. And if the right player's not available or the right player costs too much at a time, then, then it's probably best to wait. Um, it'll be interesting to see if Arsenal can you know, continue their pursuit of top four. I think if it's not achieved, though, I think people will wonder if with a bit of business in January they could have got over the line, yeah. I mean, uh, I, like I, I said, he, he's made a stick to beat himself with there. If he doesn't yeah. get, if he gets top four, then he's a genius, and then mm. you get even more money to strengthen in the summer. Yeah. With Champions League money on top of that, you could go and have a, a great window. Mm. You know, he's um, taking so a big risk. He is he's, taking. I think a he's rolling risk. the dice. Yeah, yeah. he's rolling but the I, dice. I, I, you know, with this new contract thing, um, you know, you hear that he's a lot. Even though I've backed him through, through throughout this contract and throughout his time here. 
I'm not too sure that he should be offered a new contract before we see what happens. I, mm. I you know, I, I don't think we should be offering him a new contract now, and then we go on and finish eighth. Mm. If we go on now and finish eighth, then unfortunately he's got he's got to go. Yeah. I if he goes on and finishes outside the top six for me, he'll have to go. Ah, I, um, I do agree with that. Yeah, he'll have to go, <laughs> and that and that that hurts me to say that because I've been a massive advocate of Mikhail Arteta, you know. Mm. Um, but you have to see as a as a as a fan and of the club that you know that the club that you support, you've got to. There's got to be enough. Uh, it's got to be um, enough is enough moment. Yeah, you know, and if he doesn't get us top four, or uh, if he doesn't finish top six for me, in my opinion, he shouldn't be offered a new contract, um, and we should be looking for a new manager. I'd be inclined to agree with that. Mm. Um, I think I'm going to finish up with this one, boys. We have Premier League football returning tomorrow. We've got a six pointer between Watford and Burn- uh, Burnley. Billy, going to come to you. Uh, any predictions for the match? Do you see? I would see a maybe a Burnley resurgence here. You know. Yeah, I th- it's it's a, it's going to be a really good game. It's a game that I'm really looking forward to. I, at this time of year, I love watching. I mean, I love watching the relegation battle as it happens throughout the season. But this time of year, Burnley have got so many games in hand, and it's I'm just so interested in how it all plans out. You know, I was a massive watcher of. Um, and really enjoyed watching Fulham last season. Uh, they couldn't get out of the uh, relegation scrap, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to this game, looking forward to seeing how the relegation battle continues over the course of the season. Um, but yeah, I do see a Burnley win here, to be honest with you. It's going to be interesting to see how Roy rejuvenates that Watford side. If he can rejuvenate that Watford side. You know, he's got players coming back from AFCON and stuff like that now. So he's I think he's pretty much got a full squad to work with. He's had plenty of time to implement his ideas on the team. It's not like it's a, a midweek thing and he's going straight into Saturday. You know, he's had a couple of weeks now. Um, so, yes, yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting one. However, I do think Burnley... And Weghorst, I think he's going to get the goal to seal it as well, to be honest. Yeah, I think it's definitely worth watching this game, by the way. Um, you know, there's a new manager bounce at Watford. Um, Burnley have a new star striker at the club. Um, the reason I, I would I'd probably edge out Burnley on this is just surely based on the fact that Watford have yet to keep a clean sheet this season. And Roy mm. needs to be the one to do that. Um, and I think Burnley will keep a clean sheet this game. If, um, yeah. If they defend as good as they can, as the, as good as we, we know Burnley can do, they're a, a mm. very defensive sort of solid unit. Um, yeah, I just mentioned the, sorry, I just need out. So, out, you know, if they know mm. they're going to concede, they might they might need to commit further. We might have a high scoring match, which would be which would be lovely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mentioned the Afcon fin- or somewhat finishing for the. Uh, for the Watford players, however, Burnley as well. They've got Maxwell Corne coming back. So it's a he's he's a massive he was a massive loss for them. I don't actually think they did they actually play a game without him. <laughs> no, they were just waiting, just waiting for him to come back. So yeah, <laughs> he's, he's back for the them. So. <laughs> Miss Thomas party, <laughs> and then he comes back and gets a red card straight yeah. away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, boys, I can't wait to discuss this game um, when we come back after the weekend. Um, but that's going to do us for today. Thank you very much for joining me, lads. Pleasure as always, mate. Pleasure as uh, always, mate. Never a chore. Thank you very much. And thank you very much for the listeners for tuning in. Uh, we really do appreciate you um, downloading the shows. Please can subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to us on. 
uh, and we'll see you on the next one. Cheers, bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.